Welcome to Sports Life Talk. Cause this is Sports Life Talk. Hey, hey. With Sports Life Talk. Life Talk. Hot topics yeah. with Sports Life Talk. So come and get you some Sports Life Talk. They let us in the game, now we calling the shots. Things will never be the same, so forget what you thought. Cause life without sports ain't nothing but talk. Go now, finally a show that makes your heart pound. Profound wonder what's running up through your thoughts now. About to drown all podcasts. That be watered down. Tell them clowns it's the new era, and it's starting now. I told the strangers, the five power rangers. Approaching Sports Life Talk from five different angles. Get ready for the change up. We done turned the flame up. The topics that we bring up, we about to blow this thing yeah, let's get it cracking. KT the head coach in Miss Manhattan. Gemini Jones holds the throne, she be calling them out. Mr. United Surgeon B. Jones, the mouth of the South. Come to cover athletes to the year of the week. We got what you need, we dropping what's hot in the streets. From copping new sneaks to locals popping, doing big things. When gossiping tea, let Kimberly pull you a dream. Sports Life Talk, who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening, let the show begin. Sports Life Talk, who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening, I let the show begin. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are y'all doing today, SLT Nation? Welcome back to Sports Life Talk. We are back at it, live and in color. I am your host, the mouth of the South B. Jones. I'm rocking with four, I guess three of the other podcast rangers. We had to change it from Power Rangers to Podcast Rangers. Got a nasty letter in the mail talking about some uh, character rights, but uh, we, we're going to keep with the podcast rangers. It is June the 2nd, and tonight we have episode 96 coming your way. Cortez Kennedy is our cover athlete, and the title is Tez. But before we get started, I can't be, I can't do it alone, right? So I got to, you know, reach out and touch somebody. I got my crew here with me. We got Miss Kim Chi in the building. How you doing, Kim Chi? I'm good. I'm glad to be back. And the sun was out today in Dallas. So everything's great. Life's great. Is it Kim Chai? Kim? No, <laughs> Kim Chi. <laughs> well, what, what is Kim Chi? It's some type of like, Pickled something on. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was almost for certain. I wasn't going to call you a, a, a Asian side dish, but uh, <laughs> an Asian condiment. But I was under the impression that that's what kimchi was. So yeah, uh, that's what it is. But kimchi, it just flows. So that's what I just went with today. Now, my guy, Mr. United, the concert maker, the hit maker, he bringing y'all so much stuff. He told us backstage he got some stuff coming y'all way. I'm not going to spoil that for my guy, but uh, Mr. United in the building, how you doing today, sir? What's good? What's good, man? Hey, you said uh, you can't do it by yourself. I think you could do it by yourself. Man, I wish, bro. I, I tell you what, I, it wouldn't look as good if, if I didn't have Kim Chi, right? That's and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as intelligent if I didn't have you. And I just wouldn't be all pouty and serious. It wouldn't be as serious if I didn't have KT, right? So, oh, that's you ain't so like that. <laughs> he ain't like that one. Look, he all stole it. Man, that's my brother, though. That's my boy. That's my road dog. That's my road. That's my tag team partner. How you doing today, KT? Hey, we got my man Serge. We got Kim. Finally, she's used up all her PTO, so she really has. Oh snap! I Not forgot to say that. Not quite. I haven't used. I got. I got two more days left. So wait, let me ask you this question. Is is it done? 
Is you no. is you done? Is you ready? No, I'm not done yet. I was I was <sighs> just I was just telling KT off air. So for those that haven't or that have or haven't been watching, like I'm working on something, you know, outside of the podcast. And it's like a special project. And I think I'm gonna make an announcement probably in August. So y'all stay tuned. Um, we, like, we gotta wait that long? August yeah. is a long way away. Yeah, you know, you gotta perfect the craft and you gotta make sure it's good before you just release it. Wait a minute. I try to introduce Kev and Kev go back and introduce y'all again. What what's going on, Kev? How you doing, Cose Rose Turner? <laughs> Timmy Turner? I'm good, man. I was just trying to bring up the fact that she says she has two more days of PTO. I don't know where they came from unless she's <laughs> one of us. But, you know, it's all good. I'm going to call human resources. No, my attorney's already involved and in, in, oh. they got this. So. Hey, Kev, hey. this new me. 12. I forgot she's 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my bad. All right, cool beans, man. So, uh, you know, tonight we're going to celebrate the life and times of uh, famous Hall of Fame defensive tackle Cortez Kennedy which uh he's just just be honest with y'all was one of my favorites I grew up a big Cortez Kennedy fan gave me the faith and and I wanted to go out there and be a defense alignment just like him which uh I wasn't quite quite Cortez Kennedy-ish but I raised hell a little bit but this ain't about me so uh which one of y'all do you got a kimchi you got to read for Mr. Cortez Kennedy I got it tonight and it's super short so I, I hope that you're ready ready for me to throw the ball right back at you. I'm ready. So, I'm ready, Freddie. All right, so Cortez Kennedy played his entire 11-year career with the Seattle Seahawks and was the 1992 NFL Defensive Player of the Year. The seven-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2012. So with it being so short, beam, I know that means that your trivia is extra hard tonight. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you this. You know, I actually checked out Cortez Kennedy Wikipedia page because it was just one of those things. I was a young, young guy when Cortez was really in his prime. I remember going back to his days at Miami, won two national champions. But I, I didn't even realize Cortez Kennedy was like the third pick in that 1990 draft. And he played all 11 years. I, it was real sad to see that he lost his life due to a heart attack, man, at the age of 48. So it was a real sad story at the end. You know, we don't keep up with some of those guys like that. But, man, Cortez was a beast on the field. And anybody who who watched football and kind of those uh, that 90 to 2000 era, hey, Cortez blessed you. He gave you some good defensive line play. So my question for a Sports Life Talk t-shirt, the first one to visit our website at sportslifetalk.com and get this question correct will be awarded a Sports Life Talk t-shirt. So here we go. Cortez was actually the second full-time Seahawk player awarded to Hall of Fame status, okay? But since he was awarded, there have been other players that came along and be full-time Seahawk players that's been elected to the Hall of Fame. I want you guys to give me the name of the other two players that had 10-plus year tenures stints with the Seahawks and to be named and elected to the NFL Hall of Fame. Girl Chat Sports, Melissa, you cannot uh, you cannot answer this one. All right, Mel, you excluded <laughs> everybody else. Right, hey, Mel, we'll send you a T-shirt anyway. But be the first one to go to our website, get that question correct. I'll say it again for y'all. Who are the other two players to be named to the Hall of Fame and have 10-year stints as a Seattle Seahawk? All right, let's uh let's do some life goals. Let's talk a little bit about some big people doing big things and uh the up and coming athletes, coaches, and businesses. I'll turn it over to you, Kev. All right. So on the uh, I want to say it's the what's today? The fourth? Today's the second. 
Today's okay. Like the fourth. That's the day. That's the day he get out of school. That's his last day of school. Is the fourth. That's why he. Yeah. He wishes it was the fourth. Good grief! You wouldn't know. All right, so we got Coach Scott. She's a she middle school. She's a high school coach in Florida. Then we have Coach Jerrica Jenkins. She's a coach at Texas State. And when I tell you that these ladies both have a wonderful story, but Coach Jenkins, at the age of was it, uh, she was in high school when she was diagnosed with cancer. Oh. So she was trying to play basketball and go through all of this all at the same time. So please go and check her story out. I want to say that Coach Scott is Sunday and she is the Thursday. But it's going to be next week, both of them. So all please right. go check that out. So that's how you got right. next Athletes of the Week, KT? Yes, sir. All right, man. That's dope. And I'm telling you right now, that, that Jerrica Jenkins... Coach Jenkins gonna bring you to tears flat out. It's a great story, and and Coach Scott just to kind of throw something. She kind of pays homage to John Thompson with her coaching style. So her story is pretty dope as well. A former player that you know, of course, moved into the coaching ranks, and somebody got us a local business. Who got that? (laughs) (laughs) So I got the local business. I guess I'm the only one that goes outside between me and Pam. Seems like COVID pretty much. So this weekend I stopped by, it's this uh, spot called Benny's Bagels and it's in Lakewood. If y'all are unfamiliar with the area, it's near White Rock. So it's like a little, it's a hole in the wall here in Dallas and y'all, it is so good. The bagels are like homemade and you can get them, you can either get them with cream cheese or if you prefer like bacon, egg and cheese or sausage, egg, and cheese, whatever your preference is. So it's owned by somebody that's in Dallas, and I'm actually friends with one of their cousins, which is crazy. So y'all, if y'all are ever in the Dallas area or ever in the White Rock Lake area, it's right right in there, and it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, oh, so and the coffee. the coffee, they have like Southern Pecan, they had the Southern Pecan coffee, y'all, it was so bomb. Okay, so right. b- before we move on, can I do yeah. like a quick business shout out? A quick one? Yeah, yeah, do I it. Guess, I guess you can do a quick business shout out. I'm just glad you're here, KD. How long were you? <laughs> I know that, that's where she been. Travel, international travel all over Dallas, eating bagels and <laughs> Southern Pecan coffee. Yeah. All right. So my cousin, Camille Lucas, has written her first book. It is called Immersed in Love. You can wow. find this book. On Amazon, it's ten dollars, y'all. So if y'all don't mind, go and show my family my my true name. It's not just somebody. I'm like, hey, that's my cousin. This is actually my cousin on my mother's side, Camille Lucas. Please go and show her some love. We will post the link on our Instagram page. I did have it at the bottom of this, but you know, I'm having internet problems, so I had to get up out of here. So it's gone. I, if I go back, I may not be able to come back. You know, but yeah. So <laughs> immersed in love. Hold it up. But That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty yeah. cool. What, what is the book about, Kel? All right. It is a new year, and Kara Peoples has decided that this year is going to be different. After a difficult breakup, she is determined to seize her next chapter of life. With a new goal of Spanish fluency, she has found herself in Panama for a week of immersion. Little does she know that when she meets her classmate, Daniel Newman, she might find herself immersed in more than just the language. So immersed in love by Camille Lucas. Hey, that's the that first is- official book in the Sports Life Talk book club 
Kev just gave us that first that first hit. Ten dollars, y'all. Hey, so, it, and I'm gonna tell you, Kevin, your reading voice was pretty nice. You need to do the yeah. whole that whole audible thing, man. You need to audition uh-huh. for Audible, bro. I almost dozed off a little bit. It was very soothing, very okay. warm and relaxing. Wait, so the whole point is for you to actually keep listening, not to go to sleep, right? So you're trying to take a. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying you got an audible voice. You right. need to go read and make you some money with audible. There's different right. categories for yeah. voices in audible. Yeah, and I got the ad. I got the ad where you can audition. So I'll send you that after the show. There it Ooh, is. Look at that partnership and work. <laughs> just let them know you need to be on the show Wednesday nights, and then you're right. good to go, man. Yeah. All right, Kate. I'll let them know. Serge, you got a business? I'm pretty sure since everybody else didn't have a business. You, uh, you got- not, not this week, man, but I'm, no cousins I'm, I'm, dropping I like, novels. I like the, I like the, the book thing. I'm, I'm gonna definitely have to bring something up next week, so y'all gonna like it. Okay, you for got a kids. book for the book club? For the I book club. Too. I got it next week. I got it. Hey, hey, y'all mess around. We might have a real book club going. Yeah. Y'all gonna force me to read, man. I, hey, <laughs> take me a little while to get through a book. Well, I'm gonna need more than a week, Serge. I'm gonna need to do like one book per month. <laughs> All right. And it cannot involve anything Louisiana related. Yeah, no. All sports. All sports. If it involves sports, I'll probably read it through, straight through. Yeah, I got a I got a Southern vampire book right now that I'm currently reading too. So Vampire. Southern (laughs) Vampire. I wonder what type of novel that is. All right. All right, KD. Well, tell us about your book and you can also give us the drink of the week. All right. So it is a new month, y'all. I cannot believe that we are That's already right. in June. It is insane. Like how fast. Gemini season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Gemini season. We're missing the other the other twin to the Gemini tonight. So I chose a rum because it is Pam and Serge's birthday month. And I feel like y'all should both be doing like some type of tropical birthday, like big event. So I'm choosing rum so that way we can do the, you know, all the little fruity drinks, all the fun drinks, since Pam's a lightweight and rum is kind of like a lightweight liquor sometimes. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you straight up, rum is my favorite, my favorite liquor. I don't drink a lot, but if I'm drinking rum, I mean, I, mean, I, I guess it don't matter. Malibu, Captain Morgan, it, it don't matter. I'm not like a high level. Mo- there is one, though. I can't. I don't know why I can't think of the name of this rum. It was very expensive and it was delicious, though. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna have that name for you, but I'm down yeah. whatever liquor you got, whatever one you yeah. chose. Well, it's it's all the rum. So whatever rum is your favorite, just get it and make a drink this this month, the whole month of June, y'all. So tonight it is pineapple mango rum punch. Rum punches are the best, y'all. It consists of pineapple mango juice, white rum, Malibu rum, triple sec, sparkling water, or or Seven Up. So you basically just mix all the ingredients together and just. Pour it over over the rocks, and then you got your drink. So super simple, super easy, super tasty. If you are not real into like the sugary the sugariness of it, just cut back on your juice. So the toast of the week is going to Simona Di Silvestro and Beth Peretta. They made history at the Indy 500. The team is driven, run, and staffed by women. Earn they earned the qualifying positions on the grid. So Silvestro mentioned to go from seeing women in different sectors throughout the years to a whole team that is focused to women forward with the opportunity in every single part of the team is groundbreaking. So cheers to them tonight. Cheers, cheers. Y'all got drinks tonight, y'all? Where's y'all's water at? Always. Where's y'all's water at? (laughs) Different next week. 
There ain't gonna be no water in this. Tell you that right now. You go, you go get loose, KT? Dude, after Friday, it's on after the, the fourth. Yes, after the fourth. Yeah. You go act a dog with it. I don't know about all that, but I may be dog it. May the June fourth be with you. Hey, well, I'm going to definitely make that drink, KD. <laughs> I'll bring me one next week as well because, I, like I said, I love rum punches. So, shout out to you for, uh, for picking such a... I, I, guess, I guess next week I'll have a... I need. I guess I don't have any rum, but I'll have to... I'll have a drink since it'll be my birthday nah. on Thursday. So. Oh, yeah, sir. You got to drink with us, man. You got to yeah. have a drink with All us. Right. I have to send y'all some some of the little Malibu rum. You know, that. like I say, that's a lightweight, lightweight rum. So, yeah. Wow, take shots. What's the hard rum? I'm drinking um, hard rum. I don't know what a hard rum. I would say one of those dark, maybe even the spiced rums or yeah. like the Jamaican rums. I think those are stronger. So That's if y'all have getting. any recommendations, y'all let me know because I do want to try some rum this month. Yeah, y'all leave it in the comments for us. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. All right. All right. Here we go. I think it's time, y'all. We actually get to talk some sports here for a minute. Y'all ready to kick this thing off? Let's do it. Let's go. All right. All right. So the NBA playoffs are here, and it seems like every year we get great stories. And what is a great story without a superhero? And for every superhero, of course, there are villains. All right, Rangers, podcast Rangers, give us your superhero comparison to an NBA player or team and tell us why. And then also, who is the villain? You know what, Serge? You seem like you uh, you're anxious, so I will uh, I will start with you, sir. Who do you got? So, with for my hero, I'm gonna obviously go with LeBron. He's Iron Man. It's almost like you really don't need an explanation for him. But my reason is obviously he's been making the playoffs outside of the one season where he had an injury so many years consecutively. Up until now, he's never lost a series in the first round. He's obviously gone to 10 out of the last 11 NBA Finals. So just for those reasons and things that nobody else has done, and then also he holds the all-time record for most consecutive games in double digits with, I believe it's like 980-something. It's way beyond even what Michael Jordan did. So for that, he's Iron Man. And then for the villain, it was actually a teammate of his last year. It's Dwight Howard, and I got him as the Joker because he's always up to something, leaving the league in text, even though you're coming off the bench, getting suspended. Yeah, he jokes around and kids around. He doesn't take things seriously, but he also, while he's in the game, just causes havoc and stuff like that for the opponent and sometimes even your own team. So I got Dwight Howard as the Joker for me. Man, Serge, is Dwight Howard, because let's just be real, Embiid is done. They not saying it, but a meniscus tear is pretty bad. He's yeah. I'd be surprised if he would if he was able to make it back in thirty days. Just to be just to be you know for quite sure. frank. For sure. So is this the Sixers dead? Is it done? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Y'all say a prayer for the Philadelphia 76ers. All right, KT, who you got, man? Okay, so my superhero is the NBA because it's the, it's the playoffs, right? This is the best part of the year. This is what we've been waiting on. The regular season really didn't count into the playoff games. So the NBA is a superhero. So I'm going to call them uh, David Dunn. If you watch the movie Glass. All right. All right. Okay. All right. The super villains are actually Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid because I think their bodies are made of glass. They are always getting hurt. If Embiid stays healthy, 
fragile. Philly is the only chance we have for a team to beat the Nets. I don't think Milwaukee can do it, but I think Philly has a shot. Milwaukee can. You think Milwaukee can? Yeah, I think they I can. I think Milwaukee can too, but it's not likely. I mean, I think they can, you know, about and, 2%, and, maybe 5%. Yeah, and another reason I have the villains is because it just hurts the NBA. It waters down the product when the Lakers, LeBron is about to get beat in the first round for the first time ever against the Phoenix Suns. If they had AD who actually played like he should, they should beat him. It shouldn't be like an easy win, but I think Phoenix is about to close this out. So that's my superhero, and those are my villains. All right. I like it. Kimchi. So mine is super, super basic, but I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook. He is the, how do y'all say it? The vigilante. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and so I would say that he's Batman and then the fans are the villains. So, um, oh. and y'all, I don't know, I guess it's the world, the people, but the fans are a little off the chain this season. So y'all stay tuned because I'm going to talk more about it in the Manhattan Project. All right. All There's right. definitely a couple of screws loose over there, out there. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, you know, I prepared one as well. And I'm going to go with the little off the beaten path group of superheroes. And they are called the Defenders. I am comparing the Defenders of Luke Cage, Danny Rand, which is the Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and Matt Murdock as Daredevil to the New York Knickerbockers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving Julius Randall Luke Cage. The Iron Fist is going to the J.R. Barrett, RJ Barrett. I am giving Matt Murdock, the Daredevil, to Derrick Rose. And coming off the bench, they got a little underdog, Tyrese Maxey. That boy, I call I, I, he like they Jessica Jones. But this is where we're gonna have some fun with it. They super villain. Is no other than Trey Young. He is the Green Goblin. <laughs> the Goblin is out there just raising pure hell with all kind of tricks up his sleeve. And I mean, he has been a one man show, just doing everything he possibly can. And uh, he's been having a whole, whole lot of fun with it. So I'm going with the Defenders of New York Knicks and the Green Goblin. I like that. So it's perfect. All right, cool beans. So you you teed up, you teased us a little bit. It sounded like we got some sports we need to talk about in the Manhattan Project. I'll throw it back to you, Kim Chi. Let's keep this party rolling. Yes, yes, yes. So like I say, there's been a lot of crazy stuff that's been taking place in the fan section of all these NBA playoff games. So my question is, like, how do you protect the players? So I'm sure everybody pretty much knows. So Russell Westbrook with the somebody threw down some popcorn and what was so crazy, y'all, it took that whole crowd of people that he was walking back to the locker room with to hold him back. Like the whole entire yeah. crowd. Trey Young gets spit on. I didn't see the video to this. I just heard about it. And then Kyrie Irving gets a water bottle thrown at him. So and like with these players, you can't. So I heard that one of the fans got banned from the stadium. But how do you get banned if there's really no way that they're let into the place? Like they don't check IDs. You don't swipe anything. B. Jones can buy the dude tickets and he can get into the stadium. So how like how ain't buying them cash no tickets. They running (laughs) on the floor and all that. They crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So how is he banned? And then also, how do you protect these players? Or I don't know, like, just what are y'all's thoughts on all of this? Who wants to go first? Why don't you go first, Serge? Kick it off. I I think, you know, it's just like anything that happens in society outside of sporting event or whatever. Just I think 
I, I say that, you know, if you want to see something stop from happening or not happening as often, you got to make the punishment extremely severe. That is the only way to get to the bottom of it. Obviously, yeah, banning banning the fan, taking their season tickets away. If, if they're not season ticket holders, banning them from the arena. Ideally, I think it should be banning them from all arenas for any sporting event so that they know that, you know, they go once. And obviously, they're not currently doing any facial recognition or stuff or anything like that. Maybe that's something they could do down the line. Who knows? But that's a lot of technology and money that will cost that. But I think if you can put some kind of misdemeanor slash felony or something that will actually go on your record, because at the end of the day, it, it comes across as potentially to an assault and battery when you start doing things or throwing things. And so I think if you really attach something that can come up on your background check is actually something that actually takes real effect and also monetary. Like I can maybe, you know, if I'm a fan and I just get my five seconds of fame and I got my name out there and people know who I am and my face. Okay. If I don't ever go to a game, fine. Like the, you know, going, I can either disguise myself one day and go to the game or, Hey, the fan experience, even sitting at home and watching it is great. But if I got to go pay $5,000, $10,000, or I got to sit in jail for a week, or I got to do community service, those are things that people don't want to sign up for. So I think if you make this the penalty severe and where every fan, every time you purchase a ticket, you're signing a disclaimer, and it's got to be something of that severity for otherwise we are going to see some things like this happen, and it's not going to hit the, you know, as they say, the crap hits the fan when mm-hmm. something actually happens bad, like it did back in 2004 in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up. And this is why we hadn't got syndicated yet. And we ain't got no sponsors. Because what I'm about to say is the truth. I don't go out and talk trash to nobody and start a fight in the parking lot at Walmart. Why? Because I've seen plenty of videos of folks getting their ass knocked out at Walmart in the parking lot. So yeah. it's going to take you letting... You needed that that fan who threw something at, at Russell Westbrook. They said, they said, you, sir, come on down. Come on down to the middle of the flow. Westbrook, y'all going to square up right there in the middle of the court. Let them do what they do. Because once somebody see one of them fans get their ass beat, they ain't going to want no part of that no more. See, right now, they, they, they hiding under this veil of I'm in the crowd. It's 10,000 of us. It's only one of them. And they think that the, the, that the security guard is going to protect them. And like Serge mentioned, in 2004, or whenever the malice at the palace happened, it wasn't enough security guards to protect that cat. He ate one. And from that point on, we was all on notice. But then, you know, time wore down, and now people just need a subtle reminder of what will happen to you if you mess with somebody out in the streets. Because J.R. Smith, he told somebody... He, he two-piece somebody straight up over messing with his car. There's been some other incidences of, of athletes who've done stuff out there in the street. But the, the bottom line is people are going to keep doing crazy stuff until they see the example of somebody getting a, a, a very ill-fated ending. And then they're going to be like, you know what? That probably wasn't the best idea. <laughs> uh-huh. Because <laughs> you think you think they do it with the intent of knowing that these players could get suspended or like no, they do they do it with the intent to get clicks to get people to likes to get some people negative attention is good intention you know and those those people clearly don't have anything to look forward to and I mean I, old boy might have been old boy who at the at the Celtics game who threw the water bottle his was probably an emotional reaction I don't think he thought about it like. 
at the end of this game, I'm going to throw this at Kyrie Irving walking through the tunnel. He saw Kyrie Irving stomp on the on the thing, and he was like, you know, F Kyrie, I'm big and bad, I'm going to do something. And he threw it out there and, you know, and got caught live on national television. Camera's going to catch everything. But the other guy who threw the popcorn and the guy that ran on the floor, the dude that spit at Trey Young, all that was premeditated. All of that was, if this dude get close enough to me, I'm going to spit over somebody. And shame on you, 50 Cent. And yeah, I'm saying it from the confines of my house because I don't want no smoke with 50 Cent. But <laughs> hey, shame on 50 Cent for letting the man spit over his girl. I, I would have been upset about that situation. Like, bro, what are you doing? I know yeah. you paid a lot of money for your ticket, but I'm sitting in front row with my girl and you you spitting over us, fam? What, like, what's going on in your head? No, I, I, I agree with you on the 50 Cent thing too. And I think stuff like this has been happening for a very long time. Obviously, the only difference now is everything's caught on camera. Even if it's not somebody's personal camera, there's enough even TV cameras all around the arena that it's going to catch what's and they got all kinds of different angles. They're going to catch your face. They're going, they're they're going to know like what you were doing prior to you were drinking. But, but even though none of us should have any cause for extenuating the circumstances, but I just think that it's getting to the point where people are doing it because they know the consequences for themselves isn't as bad as the consequences for the player. So right, that's they, it's, a, it's a playoff series. If if the if the guy gets upset and he walks into the stands, that's an automatic suspension. Even if he doesn't touch the guy, more than likely it's going to be a suspension just because. And so that's going to give his team that he's rooting for an advantage in the next game because hey, this guy got that's suspended right. and we're gonna we're gonna win. And if I can, I have something to do with potentially the outcome of the next game. Yeah, you know how much people are, yeah, people are going to talk about me for throwing something, but the fans of our team, some people are going to be like, hey, I respect that guy because he took one for us. You know what I mean? And so it's such a bad precedent. Like I said, I, th- I just think that you got to be able to nip it in the bud. And the only way to do that is creating the penalties to be so severe that they literally would be risking potentially their job, a future job opportunity, because it's showing up on your background check that you were inebriated or not, you decided to do something against an athlete just because you felt like, hey, I paid $200 for these tickets and I, I have the right to do whatever I feel like to an opponent from another team. Man, that's just be real. I saw a highlight video of a dude at a baseball game. I mean, he straight up fade to black on another fan. Those guys, I mean, a fan on fan action need to be held up. At right. high, anytime you go Absolutely. to a public venue, decide to drink and put your hands or throw something or spit on somebody, the consequences should be severe. We can't have that. I mean, you just, we, we can't have it. I should be able to go to a game, root for my team. Even if I don't like it, I should be able to boo and talk trash to the players on the court without putting my hands on them or doing anything right. to create a, a shit storm for lack of better words man and so mm-hmm. they they got a they got a, I'm, I'm with you I, i'm talking thirty thousand dollars bump the the lifetime ban because like you said if they ain't got no facial recognition if the fbi ain't serving people to go up in the stadium you man you put on one of them gracho march you know the glasses with the, with the little beard <laughs> <laughs> with the muscle. yes you can put on one of them and get in the stadium man so that that's all smoking and, and no let me no say gas. this because i know you know i had to go in there problems but i'm back now i look pretty good now all the fake outrage of Kyrie stomping on that logo. Can can we stop with that? I understand it's kind of like a rock. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, but here but here's KG talking about oh he's disrespecting that. This is a dude who said something about somebody's mother who passed, said that Lala smelled like what honey nut Cheerios. 
And then he called Charlie Villanueva a cancer patient. So he talking about disrespect. Let's stop with all that. Yeah. Well, first yeah. off, I, I absolutely love it. I 100% love it. The NBA has created a bunch of cream puffs. And I like the fact that these players are doing some fouling. I like the fact that uh, what's 99? Jay Crowder. The Beast is getting that LeBron. They having some, some head button. I like that kind of crap because it shows me that these guys are playing for emotion. My problems... They're playing with emotions. My problem for the long standing with the NBA is that I felt like the regular season didn't matter. I felt like you would turn a game on a normal Wednesday night or a Thursday night. They play us resting. The intensity don't get don't don't ratchet up until six minutes left in the game. And it's a four or five point game. And then you can finally get some real basketball being played. But these guys playing with a chip on their shoulder. I love Trey Young talking trash to the New York fans. It's part of the game. It creates rivalries. I remember when Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks was a thing in the in the choke, and and, and I remember the Detroit Bad Boys and Chicago Bulls going back and forth. And it, it that, that stuff to me was legendary. Yeah, and I, we, I guess I guess for me, like I'm looking at, I don't I don't care about what KG had to say. Now, if Jason Tatum came out and said that, or Marcus Smart came out and said that, because those are guys who are playing. The other team. Yeah, going against Curry. KG saying something, you just sitting on the sidelines. You, you're not doing anything, and you don't have anything to back it up with because you should do the same exact thing. So don't come at me with that. But if Marcus Smart is like, hey, we don't respect that, you know, whether he used to play here or not, Kyrie, whether Dude. he used to play here or not, you know, there's First no difference off. between that and what T.O. did when he went to the when, when he went to the star and did that whole thing. And That's somebody right. came in, was it Darren Woodson or somebody came and tackled him, right? So yeah, he got hit. It was Teague. Yeah, it's just a, a Teague, right? Yes. So it doesn't matter, but it's, it's in the confines of the players who are actually playing against him, who are going against him in the competition, should be the one to say things, to escalate. Just like Trey Young is going in against pretty much all the Knicks fans. You got Capella talking crap about Julius Randle and D. Rose, like, I'm too old for that crap, whatever, right? So uh, I, th- those, are, those are great things to develop rivalries and to get, get something else to get the game to be physical. The fans get even louder because of that intensity that's brewing between games and between series. Those are all vital things that help elevate the, the game and the popularity, obviously. Listen, Serge, when, the, when the, the New England Patriots were putting up 30 and 40-plus points on teams, and, I mean, it, was, it wasn't even close. They'd be playing Miami and Buffalo, and these games oh, were, yeah. I mean, it was 47-7. to seven, And Bill Belichick was still kicking field goals and, and running yeah. the offense. I remember back then, I had to hear from somebody old head, and he said, listen, stop belly aching and just stop it. They exactly. all NBA players. If you don't like Kyrie Irving for stepping on the logo, you go toast him. You go heat him up for 40 points the next game. You go yeah. defend him. You go foul him. You do what you, you got to do. Get yeah. Who cares, right? Hey, play the, play the right. game, but stop getting emotional. If you don't like what Trey Young is doing, defend him. Stop right. him from beating you with buzzer beaters. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple. You, y'all all grown men. Stop that crying, I, man. I say when it was the, when it was the fans, you're getting upset at the opponent. You need to get upset at your own team for not playing defense on those guys and stopping them. Do those guys. Throw things at the opponent. Throw things at your own player if you want to for not doing what you feel Absolutely. like. You guys Absolutely. Win. You guys aren't showing up to, showing up to play. So. But low-key, I heard Boston is one of the most racist cities out there. So he might have had his own personal Boston, reasons. Philly. I mean, uh, Denver, is it Denver? On the, is it Utah or Denver that's on the map, too? One of them real bad. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Kev, you get last words, sir. I already said what I had to say, man. All right, right. KB. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
All right. So I really didn't expect it to go that long. So shout out to y'all for liking this subject and putting in y'all's two cents. So last week, you know, I had, even though I wasn't here, I was still watching the shows the last two weeks. And I had mentioned a show for y'all to watch, not for like the crew to watch. I mean, that's Mar of the East Town. So it's a show on HBO Max. And if y'all are into mystery, I definitely recommend y'all watching it because it is so good. It's like the best mystery show ever in your life that you will ever, 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 ever watch. How many episodes? It's only uh, seven. Yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, One seven. hour episodes? Yes. Or 50 minute episodes, I guess. Yeah, I think it varies. I think it varies between like 40 minutes to a little over an hour. So yeah, it's but it's so uh, worth it. It's so good. And it's just like a mini series. So I don't think there's going to be like a season one. Or uh, okay, okay. So yeah. Hey, okay. Classic okay. who done it. Check it out. Hey, classic HBO who done Max, it. Right? Yep. HBO hey, Max, yeah. Hey, Kate Winslet lost herself in this role. I was looking at the characters and I didn't even know who she was. I mean, it's that real. Really? Everything about it feels real. Yeah. It is it, it is so far my favorite show of 2021. Yeah. So, East Town did Katie, that, fam. Can you put in the comments what it is again? Cause oh just asked. There it is. Yeah. Somebody hey. KD damn it, just put it in. You can highlight that, Kev. Mayor of East Town. Um, yeah, me and my wife just got watched uh, done watching uh, Your Honor. And Your Honor was good too. Was Your Honor good was show. good too, man. It was a good show. Oh yes, so, Your Honor is good. I forgot about Your Honor. So yes. there's gonna be a season two. No, apparently. it can't be. Oh, for Your uh, Honor. Yeah, there, there's a couple uh, of people that are kind of throwing out there that there's a good chance. Ooh, I wonder where they gonna go with that, man. Yeah, I yeah. think they said that was just a one and done season. Man, that is like one of the saddest shows of I, I that was a Talk tough watch. Irony. That was a tough yeah. my, I mean, my stress, my stress was through a roof. Every every one of them shows. I, yeah. I dreaded watching. I was like, God dog, let me go and watch this next episode. That was a hard watch. KD, what else you got? Are we gonna yeah. you gonna give us a you gonna bless us with another TV show? Are we gonna hold off? No, we gonna wait so, on something. I know last episode y'all talked about agreeing on, on something of y'all's own. So look, y'all just let me know and I'm gonna watch it. No, we're gonna watch no, the, it's your it's your segment. Right. You just mentioned the mayor of East Town or whatever. I've already right. seen that one. Right, whatever, we're gonna watch that. I'll watch it this weekend. Okay, Serge, you gotta watch it. We'll talk about it. Right. Yeah, it's really it's really good. So I guess mayor of the East Town. So y'all look forward to that. And it's so good, I'll watch it again. So, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. It's, 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 it's fire. One. We have episode one ready for next week. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, that's all I got for the Manhattan Project. Thank all y'all. Right. All right. Surge. Power Surge. It's your moment to shine. The lightning round. Hey, hey, I'll hey, turn hey, it over hey, to you, hey. sir. All right. All right. All right. Yes. So, we are continuing the tradition from last week. We're doing the top 30 players. Currently in the NBA, regardless of age, we did 26 through 30 last week. We had a couple of similar players, a couple of, you know, it's like I was telling the guys on the show last week. It's actually a lot harder to pick the guys later in the list than it is at the top, you know, one through five or one through ten. Because there are just so many good, great, talented players in the league that, you know, it's really tough to pick. But that's why we're here and uh, to give our opinions on uh, what we believe are the players who deserve in our based on our viewership of watching NBA basketball who deserves to be in this list so with that being said KT mm. who is your 21 through 25 players of currently playing in the NBA okay so 
it was tough and I had to do this last minute because I've been busy all day, but I'm going to go with Christos Porzingis. I'm going to go Tobias Harris. Who? Tobias Harris. Okay, just stop. Just stop. And just get your stuff. If you just let me finish, I'll explain everything later. Jesus. Jesus Randall, De'Aaron Fox, and Nikola, was it Nikola? Nikola Vucevic. Uh-huh. Now, listen, don't don't grade me on this one. What I'm going to do this weekend, I'm going to go back and fix my whole 10. I said, I, I did this like maybe 15 minutes before we came on. I was trying to get it done. So don't hold me to it. But just for the show, I wanted to be prepared. So critique me next week. Yeah, because that was awful. No. I am. I don't know. Bruh, Chris Knapp is not even sniffing the top 40 right now. I'm just going off here in the playoffs. I just try to put somebody on there, B. Jones. So just- I think mean, that's why I said it was awful list. It's okay. We still love you. We still love you. Come back next week, better. Hey, we'll, we'll talk about that next week, man. Because you just gave me the laugh. Laugh. Yeah, of the week, I need. Bro. I need. I mean, school's not even now. You're already on that good stuff. Like that. <laughs> well, just that's important. Y'all think I have a tro- problem with the other ones, right? Okay. All right. I'm just messing with you, man. All right, so, uh, but it, like Kevin said, last week I didn't realize how I tried to work my way downward, right? I tried to start at, at 30 and kind of go down, and that, I screwed my total list up. So whoever I had last week pushed them up four or five spots because I, I'm, I'm going to start. My list is going to be long because I got 28, Chris Middleton, 27, Bam Adebayo, 26, Rudy Gobert, then we get to number 25. I got Cat, Carl Anthony Towns. Number 24, I mentioned him earlier, the Green Goblin and Trey Young. Number 23, Chris Paul. Number 22, Russell Westbrook. And number 21, Benjamin Simmons. Mm, okay. And I promise you, the rest of my top 20 is deadly. So I don't know how y'all squeezing some of these cats in now because, it's man, my, my, my top 20 is fatal. Yeah, I may have one person in there y'all can argue about. Yeah, I uh, I definitely didn't. You know, even when I did by twenty six through thirty last week, I did not have Zach Levine on there. I obviously didn't have Porzingis on there because I mean, man, it's it's just tough. I mean, it's like it just goes to show how many great players are in the league. It is a lot of great uh, players, sir. So with my list at twenty five, I got Russell Westbrook. It was just really tough for me to put him in, you know, anything beyond 25. Uh, obviously, like, I, I think he's still a great player, obviously, having a triple-double, but he picks and chooses, I guess, as far as impacting on the game and shooting percentages and three-point percentage and free-throw percentage and lack of defense, I feel like, kind of does affect him and dropping him down compared to he used to be a top-eight player for so many years. 24, I got Rudy Gobert, obviously multiple-time defensive player of the year, might even win it again this year. 23, I got Jimmy Butler, obviously a great two-way player. You know, typically this spot would probably go to Clay Thompson, but since he's currently not been playing the last two years, I've given it to Jimmy Butler. 22, I got Carl Anthony Towns. I feel like he's a very underrated player, obviously because of playing in Minnesota. He doesn't get the shine and the love that some of the other top guys get, but when it comes to overall talent, offense, defense, skill set, basically Almost as a great version of uh, Anthony Davis, but just a, probably a tier below. Carl Anthony Towns is up there for me. And then 21, I got Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is just lights out scorer. Obviously, barely edged, got edged out by Steph Curry for winning the scoring title this year. Guy can go put up 40 on any given night. 
And if he didn't have Russell Westbrook on the team, he probably would average darn near 40, 40 points every night. Been very consistent, even with playing with John Wall and transitioning over to playing with Russell Westbrook. So that's my 21 through 25. And like B. Jones said, the 20, I mean, it's like you literally put number 18 probably at like number four. If you really, yes, you can make it start making arguments for why certain guys who are on the bottom of our list really could be on a top three of somebody else's list because that's how deep our league is. And so that's why it's great to pretty much watch any playoff game, just knowing that there's always going to be at least one potentially even up to two stars or superstars in the making on the court at any given time. So that's my list right there. Go ahead. Give, give, us, your, give us your five one more time. Go quick. Go quick through them. I just want to hear them one more time. Westbrook, Gobert, Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, and Bradley Beal. Man, I can't wait to hear yours. If you got Butler and Beal in 22 through 25, and Kevin, give us your, your 20. Give us your five again, Kevin. I will not do that. <laughs> you, can, you can suck it, sir. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> Look, just run the show back in. I want his five again so I, can, so I can have a good laugh. Since we're on the NBA topic, obviously, you know, talking about the players and stuff, regardless of if guy is on this list or not, who do you guys feel like just so far, whether they make it to the second round or not, who's probably increased their stock the most as far as just overall? Like, man, they went from a 28 to 21 in a week. Bro, I'm going to tell you something, Serge. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I I don't have a person right now at the top of my tongue, I get, except maybe a Ja Morant because I actually put Ja Morant in my bottom five. And right. honestly, after seeing him play in this playoff, I know I know he doesn't have a lot of tools around him, a lot of weapons right. around him that's winning games. But that dude is, I mean, he's the future. And I could easily see Morant, us having the same conversation a year from now and Morant being in, in that 15 to 20 group. Without without even batting an eye. You know what I mean? I also think I've overpenalized players like Jamal Murray. And also, like, I got Julius Randle coming up in, in the next couple of episodes. And that was kind of a pre-playoff positioning, right? right. Julius Randle has kind of deteriorated a little bit on me, but I can't move him back some. And I actually, you know, I actually called you out last weekend because you had him at 28. And I was like, Julius Randle, this guy's an MVP candidate, you know? But I can see how emotionally we're, we're having some recency bias by seeing these guys play out in front of us in the same eye. I remember texting you a week and a half ago, like, how is Dame Lillard not considered a top six or seven player? And I'm yeah. going to recognize him as such, but even after the loss last night, Dame Lillard is yeah. easily a top five to seven player. Yeah. So, so you see what I'm saying? So it's a lot of my list is recency bias. I mean, it, it is what it is, but the only player I can think of on top of my head that has really elevated their perception is John Morant. That he he has arrived. He he is the face. Man, it's, it's, it's Damian Lillard, man. But well, see, we already kind of respect yeah. him. No, but he doesn't get the respect, respect that he he truly deserves. This dude went 55. Shot what seventeen or twenty four? Yep. Shot over seventy percent. Twelve three loss. Now I hate that this guy is so, so only one turnover. Yeah, he's so loyal to Portland because if he had that performance in L.A. or in oh. New York, oh my god, people would not stop talking about that. So, damn, we give him his props, but we got to take that up a level, man. I'm going to give credit to Benjamin Simmons, too, man. He is a player that I kind of slowly... Oh, you know another one? Jason Tatum. 
It, it was tough for me to find yeah, a home for Jason cool. Tatum on this list, man, because Tatum a monster. And every time I get the opportunity to sit down and watch Tatum, I'm more and more just in love with his overall game. Yeah, that dude is real. So we're gonna have some good we're gonna have some good conversations in the next couple of weeks where yeah. we put some of these guys. And to, to to piggyback off that, the dude just literally turned 23 and dropped 50 on KD. I mean, like uh, I was like, they're gonna get swept, and he came out there and dropped 50 and said, "We're at least winning one game." Yep. And for me, I'm probably gonna go with Trey Young because I feel Trae like Young is another one. His first two years, it was like Steph Curry 2.0, shooting a lot of deep threes. Well, this year, he kind of toned that down, making more plays, looking for his teammates, trying to make his teammates better, and picking his spots on when to score. And clearly, that's elevated the team because they got to the five seed. They, they're about to, quote, unquote, upset the four seed in the Knicks. And so, and it's, it's him. I mean, he's the youngest player since I think LeBron to average 25 and 10 in his first playoff series. So I think he's definitely elevated his stock and going into next year, regardless of where they end up finishing this year, he'll start moving up the rankings just like John Morant as well on the West. So they're probably on the, on the one in the West, one in the East, young guys helping carry the league with Zion and Luca Tatum. I mean, we could keep going on and on. About yeah, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. This is the excellent. This we'll is be back segment. next week. Yeah, sixteen through twenty. So sixteen through twenty. He's gonna be extra ready. So KT, uh, you owe us sixteen through twenty-five. Now I'm gonna do my whole list of. I tell you, I've been rushing, man. No, but you gonna you gonna report us back sixteen through twenty-five next week. I'm Make sure you give us all ten next week. You better stay uh, off my back, pimping. Let's move I'm, on. I'm right. put Derek in my list. Uh, hey KD, I I, uh, I don't I don't want to assume you ain't got five players for us, do you? I don't. <laughs> oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, and Drake. <laughs> hey, I was trying not to mention Drake at all this episode, but thank you. Thank you, Lee Jones. Thank I was you. trying not to mention LSU Tigers. Go Tigers. All right. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, you love it, KT. <laughs> cut, 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 me my, cut me my show check, KT. Look, I, I, think, I think it's funny, though, that me and you talked briefly, I think, sometime this week or last week about, <laughs> about some basketball players, and you literally named all of them tonight. <laughs> I'm always talking. I'm always talking. All right, well, let's do let's do the drop. Let's let's right, sneak this so through and try to get through with this pretty quickly. I had a little mini story, but I'm gonna skip it. So for the new music this week, it was mm, nothing really like super popping. DMX drops Exodus, Juice World drops Goodbye and Good Riddance, and Fire and Little Africa. So Fire and Little Africa is pretty dope. They talk about what is it called? The Black Wall Street. So the, what is it? Like the big thing that happened in Tulsa. So it pretty yeah. much just tells you- Black like, people being massacred. Yes. It pretty much tells you like the story, the story behind it, people's bills and vibes. So I, if y'all haven't listened, I definitely recommend y'all listening. I didn't get to finish it, but I'm, I plan on going back and going through the whole thing. Okay. All right. Well, good, good one. And Kev, I know you're feeling the, Filling the coach's groove. I, I need a body roll. Nobody's body roll. That's why I needed a uh, gym out here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Need yeah. Body body. Y'all may recognize these lyrics. I know you see me on the video. True. True. Me on the radio. True. Still don't pay me no attention. Listening to what your girlfriend's mentioned. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a freak. A, 
Got a different girl every day of the week. Hey, hey. Not for the rush on you, I had to let you know that I got, <laughs> that a, crush I got a crush on you. Yeah, so, coaches wheel this week, little Kim <laughs> featuring little C's crush on you. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I don't understand about that song is why is it Lil' Kim's song, but she doesn't do much on it? Nah, that's how Lil' C's like, she let yeah. him have But it's a different version where she raps more on it. It's like two different versions. Okay, okay. You'll have to send me the version that she raps more, more on it. But yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And Go. next week, try to release some songs, KD, that's from people that's still alive. DMX and Juice World uh, have both left us. Yeah. Hey, it so, was a slow week, man. People don't want to release it during, they're, they're, during uh, Memorial Weekend, right? It's not a good, oh, good week yeah. to release music. All right, so, yeah. All right, Kev. We're taking it back today with the sneaker. We got a very, very simple drop, but uh, my folks who know me know that I am a, a Air Max fan. And uh, this week, we got the Nike Air Max 97 Puerto Rico. Shout out to my cousin D, who just went and visited Puerto Rico. So this shoe might be a little bit of a token and a momento to pay homage to his trip and the time that he had out there. But as you can see, the Puerto Rican flag is at the top. This almost kind of reminds me of the original 97 that came out, the colorway that was silver with the red. Uh It's just uh adding that that Navy Navy blue uh, trim to it. So it's a nice little package. I love, I, like I said, I love 97s. I know some people don't like them, but this is probably between this and the Air Max 1s, my favorite shoe. I like these shoes better than I like Jays. So anytime a pair of 97s come out, I'm, I'm going to try to add them to the collection. So retail price is going to be 180 I mean, so you're pretty much up there with the big boys you're paying, but uh, they are super, 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 super comfortable. And this is one of those shoes mm, it might sell out but more realistically, you can get 97s anytime. They make they make squillions of them, and you'll be able to go cop these at any time. So it's not just like a, a dire knee. So it's time for us to go around the horn. KD, I will start with you, Kim Chi. Are you you getting you copping? Boom. Kev, what you say, sir? Is that a thumb up moving to the all right? We two out of three. Hey, united. What you say, sir? All right, Boom. Nice, that's fresh. We clean sweeped them with the 97. I might have to do some more 97s. I wish Pam was here because she'd probably find a reason to hate on them. She don't like any of the shoes. Pam just want them. them, them, That's them uh, personality. Now nah, she want them Yeezy. Y'all seen them new Yeezy Jesus pieces with the, no. with the, oh, I'm going to send y'all a pic to the group. It is probably the ugliest pair of shoes I've ever seen yeah. in my life. And they probably going to be sold for like $500. It probably will sell out instantly. So. Yep. That's true. All right. All right. Cool. Let's go to the OT. Kev, can, can, I, can we get five minutes to run through this OT? Do your thing, Pippin. All right, quickly, uh, going around the, around the room. Serge, where do you see Julio Jones playing next season? New England Patriots. Kev? New England Patriots. Mm, ah, I'm going to go San Francisco 49ers. All right, Kevin, are you going to give... Oh, KD, you want to ping him? My bad. Sometimes I sleep on KD because you know she she don't oh talk sports God. all the time with us. Okay, so this one I do have a most of the right, what do you the, think? Most of the OT I got I got an opinion on. So for this one, it would have been nice. I know you said real quick, but I'm gonna put my two cents in on this. Go one. ahead, hey, it's the floor is your. Go ahead, honey, <laughs> take a chance. It would have been nice to have his fine in so. in Dallas, <laughs> but I think I see him over with the Titans. Okay. Mm, hey, I like that move. Yeah, and, 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 and AJ, AJ Brown is making a run for him too. And that's he's, gonna, 
it's probably gonna end up in Seattle, so that'll be me. Hey, Seattle is another one. You say Seattle, KT? Yeah, that's what they've been saying, so I'm gonna go with that. I just I wasn't really prepared for that one, even though I put the question yeah, you on Googled there. it. You Googled it real quick? <laughs> no, I just remember what they were saying. That uh, I'm Seahawks just messing with you, man. I'm just messing with you, bro. All right, fellas and ladies. Are we going to give Dak Prescott a mulligan if he struggles this season? I'll start with you, KT. No, he's been paid like the quarterback he wanted to be. I know he's injured, but he got a ball. Serge? Absolutely not. He got paid, like KT said, and he's already came out and said he'll be 100% ready to go. So, no, you don't get no breaks. Kimchi? I don't know, y'all. I think he's going to get a break again. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> tough for me to say you give any NFL player a break. He's got too many weapons around him. I'm not even going to talk about the money. The fact of the matter uh, is, is that that uh, he has weapons around him. But my problem with the, the, the Dallas Cowboys has never been the offense. It has 100% been the fact that you can't stop a, a common cold. And so I'm going to give Dak a mulligan if he can put up Dak-type numbers and they still take else. That's not on him. And oh, that's, yeah. the beauty, that's the beautiful part about the NFL. Yeah, of course, if he's playing good, then yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he has not shown me anything unless he would have to regress. So, all right, do we care from a mental health? We've seen Naomi Osaka has some issues this week. She withdrew from the French Open. So as fans, do we care if athletes speak or don't speak at post and pre-press conferences? Kim Chi, since you got some value added today, what do you think? Yeah, I say no. I, I don't think it matters. I, and I think it's stupid that she got fined for not wanting to speak to. It's insane. So I'm glad that she just withdrew completely. Shout out to her. Surge. I definitely, uh, I don't really care about the pre-game. I would like to see, obviously, athletes speak post-game. But could I live without it? Sure. Because at the end of the day, the game is all that truly, truly matters. But if obviously certain athletes have issues going on and they don't feel comfortable answering questions, I'm completely okay with them not doing it. KT, instead of them finding her, why wouldn't they, why couldn't they just say, hey, we're going to try to help you. We know you're going through something mentally. We're going to try to help you. Because I guarantee you, if this was Federer or Nadal, they wouldn't got fined. So let me ask y'all, let me change the question a little bit because I'm a huge Naomi Osaka fan. If she wouldn't have said it was mental health, let's just hypothetically say she loses. Let's just go, let's take Naomi out of the whole equation. Let's just say a player loses and they are frustrated. They feel like they got robbed. The NFL, Sean Payton goes there after they, they steal the Super Bowl, the opportunity for us to go to the Super Bowl against the Rams. Do we care about that press conference? Should he have been forced to go up there and say something even though he's upset and mad as hell? No. Well, yeah, um, you well, I, think, I think yes, but he has right to once he gets up there and says like, hey, this is how I feel. I'm not taking any questions. I'm leaving. And that's that. And but so it, that's it. But is it necessary to have to say that if you feel that way? Well, th this is this is what I'm saying. The fans pay the bills. Let's not forget that at the end of the day, we are the reason that they are being paid an enormous amount of money. Now, with that being said, just because we pay to see them play, it does not give us the right to pry into their social lives and their business. I, I've never understood the entitlement that fans have to think that they owe us something other than outstanding play on the field. I can't understand these networks and these media publications needing to get quotes. So this is my, okay. this is, yeah, they need content to keep because they are promoting the sport and so that we as fans can enjoy it and attain it and get another side of the game. I will say this. No one should be forced to, it should be first off voluntary 
And out of all those players on those rosters, you should be able to find someone that's willing to talk to, to the media, even if it's a coach that's not as involved. And if you are going to say, hey, we need the absolute best player, who even if they lost, they're not feeling it to come up there and speak. It should not be immediately after a game. I saw a boxing match and the boxing match. The dude was in a fight. He got hit pretty hard. They was like, hey, out of good spirits, we're not going to make the loser of this fight come up here and do a press conference. We need him to go. He took a really hard punch. He needs to go to medical. He needs to see. We don't know what these guys are going through mentally and physically after these games and in these press conferences. So you know what? If we want to hear what Dame Lillard got to say about the loss or we want to hear what Sean Payton have to say, we could talk to him tomorrow morning. Let's let these people sleep. Let the stress reduce. Let the situation wear off until they can have a good, clean, conscious thought about how they feel. Okay, so with that said, really quick, now I agree with everything you said, B. Jones. There's no disagreement there. But when you want to use the media for like a good thing that you're doing, you see what I'm saying? It's kind of slippery slope. So you don't want to talk to us when you're mad. But when you're doing good things out there in the neighborhood to get your name out there, then you want to use us. It's a, it has to be a, a... Yeah, but let's just be real. The moment moment they harass T.O. The media are some nasty sons of bees too. They are some nasty individuals so when they want a story, they go get a story. And so it can become borderline harassment and we are in the era in which mental health needs to be protected and we need to start talking. I remember growing up and there was somebody was kind of crazy. People in our community say, oh, that person, they just in a bad mood. Don't don't worry about them. That kid just acting out. Just keep your head straight. Don't pay them no attention to keep walking. Meanwhile, that person is sitting over there with bipolar disorder or or, or, or something that's meant something mental health that's plaguing them and that they can't control. And now we're starting to see the Kellen Winslow's, the Darren Sharpers. It was funny. I had the same conversation about these guys who who've been t- do, doing crazy stuff and they post career and then they career. Even the kid Delonte West. These guys some, can sometimes be sick. The Aaron Hernandez's, and we just brush it over. No, we need to take into consideration of how they feel and emotional. And I get what you're saying, Cam. It's the difference between a tantrum and somebody really truly going through. Do we really need to know exactly what he felt? 10 minutes after he came off the floor. Do I really care? He lost. At the end of the day, there's nothing he can tell me. You missed the shot. You missed the shot. You dropped the ball. You dropped the ball. How can you explain that to me any better? Yeah, I think with Osaka, her thing was it didn't matter if she was winning, losing. She felt like different reporters are asking her questions that it's like she has to get the same answers to. So it's kind of like it's pointless for me to do this press conference because I'm pretty much answering you're just wording it differently, but I'm pretty much giving you the same answers. Then, you know, even if she won, there was probably moments throughout the match where she felt like, man, like, you know, stressed, and she came back and won, and she doesn't have time to decompress that stress that she just went through. And so now you're asking me to answer questions that I have the answers to, it just my mind isn't fully recovered to come out and just, like, answer those questions. So... I think we have to take it for the context of what it is because there is part of it that it does help the branding of the sport, the athlete, and every, everything like that as well. So on the flip side is, is like KT said, if you want to bring awareness to something and you use the media to get it out there, well, then you should also understand why people feel like, hey, you should also do this because everybody knows that this is something you sign up for. Now, you should be able to have a – one, a publicist or somebody that represents your team where you go to them and say, like, hey, typically after the Lakers lose or they win, typically the coach talks, LeBron talks, Anthony Davis talks. Okay, you know what? Today LeBron came and told this person 
hey, I don't feel like talking to you. I'm just going to go get treatment and start getting my treatment done. And it's just going to be the coach and Anthony Davis. And you know what? Maybe Kyle Kuzma steps in and he takes – There you go. Somebody else could come and speak. Right. So if it's okay, then yes. But I think if there's an obligation – because if he's on a contract, like the NBA guy, that's why Kyrie was getting fined a few times for not being there even before the game. And he ended up obviously paying those fines. But I think we got to look at each scenario for its own merit. And I'm going to say this before we get off the subject. KD, damn it, you are absolutely right. I was just about to bring up the fact that Naomi is carrying more weight than just her performance on the, on the court. Naomi has made a clear appearance since, since April of last year that she was going to be about Black Lives Matter by wearing these masks. She was given the yeet of the week. And we, we know that her what she's doing is more than just carrying the, the weight of a, of a seven-pound tennis racket or whatever it is, three-pound tennis racket. She's carrying the weight of the world right now. So French Open, Tennis Players Association, whoever you are, cut her some slack. Get real. We don't need to hear what she has to say that bad. All right, man, I'm going to keep my yeet pretty quick. I actually, I'm, I'm going to save the yeet I have for next week, and I'm just going to have a little fun with it. Saw a viral video this week of a young lady who, in the perils of stress, her dogs, which seemed like she had about six or seven dogs out there, got into an altercation with a bear and the bear cubs. Now, we all know how crazy a bear, a bear, mama bear could be. One of the dogs got hit, boom, ran off. The bear snatched up her smallest of the dogs and was uh, about to move away and start walking away with the dog because he had found him uh, a snack. And she, out of nowhere, blazed into the scene and confronted the brown bear right there on the spot, pushing him. She dropped the dog, and she grabbed the dog and ran off. And I'm going to tell y'all what. That's just, it's, it's lighthearted. It's fun. But to me, that was a dead uh, dog, y'all. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I would have went down to the pound and got another one. But this young lady, who I don't even know her name, she made me laugh. She made me smile. And for that, you deserve a yeet. <laughs> Hey, DJ, I'd have been like, hey, damn, Toto. Toto would be right. I gotta tell you. Hey, I would have been like, ah, ah, we lost. I'd have been hitting on the wall. No, no. Let her go. Let her go. (laughs) No, I think think she was dog sitting. I think that's why she saved them. She didn't want. She didn't want anything to happen to somebody else's dog. Like, how are you going to explain that? Bear snatcher. Very easily. You saw the brown bow. We got it on camera. Look, there it is. There the brown bow. And he snatched up the puppy. That's all it is to it. I can't do nothing for you. You want a refund? You want your $17 back? For no. The- <laughs> I watched I watched the dog for 30 minutes though, so no. I'm gonna keep that point. Oh, I'm gonna keep God. that first hour payment. All right, you guys. That was, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up with the two-minute warning. All right, Kev, who you got, man? Who you wanna send some shout-outs, send some love to? I have honestly I don't have any shout-outs. Just hey, everybody just stay safe and, and do your thing and thank you for rocking with us. I'm so glad school is out. Oh, thank goodness. My Mm-hmm. All right, Serge, who you got, man? Any shout yeah, outs? I, I didn't want to call anybody individually, but I want to give a shout out to like one, two, three, four, five of my friends, including, I guess, six, including myself, all the other my friends who are having babies in the next 
four to five months. Congratulations on your most of them having having their first. So welcome to Parenthood when that time comes and all prayers sent you guys way for safe baby. Wow. <laughs> you you part of a club, man. You know? The baby all club. Right. All right, KD, who you got? I'm going to shout out to Pam. Her son's graduating this weekend and having a huge celebration. And then, of course, there's always a part two to my shout out. So shout out to all the teachers, all the schools. This year was crazy dealing with the pandemic. Y'all did an amazing job. And now it's the end of the school year and y'all should just turn up. But be safe out there because it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep mine quick. I want to send a shout out and a prayer to my grandfather. He uh, had unfortunately had to undergo a surgery to amputate his foot. It has really shaked the fabric of my cousins and I. It's been hard on us. He means so much to us as the as the patriarch of our family. So I just want to send a shout out to him. Tell him I love him so much. And on a, on a lighter note, I want to send a shout out to the fans. We are we are eclipsing crazy numbers. We are starting. I think we over 500 subscribers on YouTube. We got over, I think, about 1750 on on IG. And I know y'all don't remember this, but a year ago, uh, we all stood on this thing and was praying for 500 followers. You remember that? We had to we did a whole video thanking the followers for 500 about a year ago. So it's coming. It's happening. And. And I promise y'all, it's some some good news coming our way, and that that's that's good for you as the fans because we gonna keep providing y'all some good quality content. Don't forget to subscribe. And Kev has been preaching this since day one. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Next week is bring a friend to work. Bring a friend to work to next week. We want everybody to bring a friend, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a daily d- double or something like that. And don't forget, we got episode one hundred coming. We're gonna have to play some games or have a fun time for that as well. Ask Sports Life Talk. So keep it moving. Keep it following. Uh, anybody got something else to say before I sign us off? Nope. No. Nope. Nope. All right, cool. <laughs> we love y'all. Y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay safe. And y'all take care of one another. We will see y'all again next week. Bye, y'all. The baby say I'm fly. She see me. I know I got a giant in the gym, but I double because I'm tired of the vibe. She clingy. And I'll play around with the wrist when I get it. You already know the vibe is VVs. Sweat feel alive when I'm in them in the yo to the air, making vibes on repeat. And I ain't gotta lie, you see these. She said she want a vibe, she need three. Each one for my boys, my team Swimming through the riches with my squad, believe me. Iced out all the mods, sleepies. Big dogs is legit, know I'm eight. Cook a little, know I'm different, raw with the eight. This is for my sons, I know it's mine for the take. Little baby, look like she the type that be playing. Slides and escape this. She dummy, probably thinking who this. Yeah, money now it's funny how I see the moves switch. Boy and then girl, funny how the two mix. I got them upside, now they got the loose lips Want the doors for the suicide on it If I'm winning, gotta put my signs on it I ain't buying them no Gucci or Prada That she my man, now it's proof of her solid Drip to finesse like Kyrie No man with his own brand, I designed it My game got a wrist spring cause I iced it No name in my domain, I'm the nicest Night game, no I used to dream of the dice I bad things, I'm in between like I